But, um, so, how was everyone's Christmas? Did you all have a good one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a bunch of fancy new recording equipment, so hopefully the sound is going to take a step up in our recordings, and uh, that's going to be fun. How was y'all's? Good. I got a shitload of winter gear, which couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> well, you live in the north no, now, uh, so... Uh, the planet's getting warmer, Lassie. Uh, winter gear, fake news. Okay, don't need it. Carl, I don't um, need you actually, to steal I my, my that... later thunder because I have a lot to say about that tweet. Do <laughs> uh, you guys got any uh, decent New Year's resolutions, though? Um, I am going to 100% never drink a drop of alcohol again. Nah. I was about to say. That's a lie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't believe that for a goddamn second. Yeah, not even. What cigarettes, Carl? Gonna be done with cigarettes? No. Uh, I have a meme saved on my phone that says every cigarette you smoke is seven minutes less you have to suffer and live, and I stand by that. <laughs> also, if Carl stopped smoking cigarettes, he would literally like. There wouldn't be enough gelatin in his body to hold his bones together anymore. <laughs> he would just I, kind I of think melt. It's actually, <laughs> like the the nutritional value of tobacco is the only uh, nutritional value I get in my life. Um, yeah, you just have hollow bones, and the only thing filling them in right now is nicotine cartilage. I'm oh, actually kind of like a bug. I'm just like a sack with a strange exoskeleton of of smoke hardened skin, and then sloshing liquids. It's very well, disgusting. I, I have resolved to uh, spend less time with real friends and more time online posting. That that's good. <laughs> it'll be good for your mental health. It'll uh, it'll really open your eyes I mean, and it won't hurt. Being on Twitter a lot in 2017 was really great for my anxiety, and I think that 2018 is going to be even better. Something tells me that Trump will be less worrisome on Twitter in 2018 than he is now. Uh, like all the holes in his brain are just getting bigger, so it's just it's gonna be less stressful when the president starts tweeting out, like, Zodiac killer signs. I mean, the else. internet only becomes a better place to be every single year. Like, it just gets better. That, there you go. Internet gets better with age, just like wine. <laughs> Not when Ajit Pai is in control of anything, so... No, it clearly got better when he released that video of him being a total not dildo. <laughs> well, okay, see, you can still post funny videos, just no one can see them, Carl. It's like before the internet, except with the internet. Also, shut up and stop asking questions. <laughs> that was what I got from Actually, watching that still, video. You can still post funny videos, but they take two weeks to mail to the internet. And then it also takes two weeks to get one from the internet. Well, and you also have to send them to the FCC, and they're going to watch them, and if they don't like them, Ajit Pai himself is just going to be like, no, no, we don't need this. I don't know how it's Actually, net neutrality means Ajit Pai has to watch every video that's posted to the internet, and oh that's God, like a please. fitting punishment. <laughs> no, if he had to read every YouTube comment, that would be a fitting punishment. I am that's amazed. That is one of the that is one of like one of the like places on the internet that like blows me away because like even like the worst parts of 4chan like you get like random troll posting but like I've had conversations there I've like followed and like seen other people have conversations there YouTube comments it's not even not like paying attention it's like it's just it's not it's like 
people coming on Justin Bieber videos from like six years ago being like, this kid needs to go back to Canada, Trump, MAGA. And it's like, I don't even understand it. Like, this isn't even a video. This is like a video of like an eight-year-old girl saying she likes Justin Bieber. I don't get it. it it's, uh, yeah, it's a YouTube dark place. It's the worst. YouTube, like, makes, like, Pornhub comments look like literature, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pornhub <laughs> comments are genuinely helpful. They're... They're insane. Okay, like 1%, most of porn, 1% of them, almost all Pornhub comments are just, I have large peni, would insert in mouth, hot girl 99. Send Bob and Eugene, please. It's not a cohesive community. Okay, it is more cohesive than YouTube comments because YouTube (laughs) comments are just like the N word typed very poorly on like some eight year old's video where he's saying, tornadoes are cool and I watch weather from my home. And my parents don't spend enough time with me, so I'm on the internet all the time. <laughs> oh my god. Well, my New Year's resolution is to... Well, my resolution this year is to destroy the internet and go ahead and start the revolution. And so, hopefully you all that will be we there. Can... <laughs> we can make the jump from podcast to radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in from Red Star over Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, uh, party of the Democratic Socialists, led by Bernie Sanders, have uh, crucified Trump before the White House. Yes. Uh, the, uh, revolution carries on. Fireside chats. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh uh, yes. Right. And, and by that point, I'll be homeless, so they will be fireside chats. By <laughs> a trash can under the IDL. It's <laughs> gonna be all we have is dumpster fire chats as. <laughs> We go into 2018. Hey, that's not the that's not the end of the world. It's just the <laughs> next step. Uh, the planet's getting warmer. Uh, I'm sure it will be more comfortable. <laughs> it's getting warmer. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> this land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the redwood forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me As I went a-walking that ribbon of highway And I saw above me that endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley This land was made for you and me I'm Adam Burnett I'm Carl Roberts. And I'm Stephen Lassman. And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. Uh, we are a small political and news podcast broadcasting about left politics and left politics in Oklahoma. Uh, normally I say, hey, how you doing, Carl? But uh, this week I'm going to say, hey, how you doing, Lassie? I'm doing well. Broadcasting well, here from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Well, it's good to have you on, my man. And it's good to you know have you as an official co-host now. And so uh, we're going to get right into it. This week we are going to do our uh, kind of another special edition um, since it's the holidays and uh, the only, you know, good news is bad news. We're going to go ahead and review, do a, do a little year in review and see, uh, see what we think uh, the most important stories are. Maybe have a little uh, argument over what we think the most important stories are. So uh, why don't you gentlemen take it away and uh, Carl, how about you tell us what you think your uh, most important story of the year is? 
Well, I got like a list of like what 18 stories <laughs> for this and i've been just trolling through the internet to find stuff to be like oh what's the biggest story of the year and i think you know if i really had to jump on something uh there are two that i would probably say are gonna like like gonna be the most impactful um and that's gonna be the tax bill and Gorsuch getting on the Supreme Court. That's my opinion. That's my hot take. Um, and then there's some. I mean, there's so much other shit too. Uh, but but I'm gonna stick with those two. I'm gonna stick with those two right now. Hey, that's that. that mean. So uh, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, I think I think my my two biggest ones. I think one of the ones that we're gonna look back and go, oh, how did we not do this? Is uh, I think I think Donny T's mental health is gonna is going to uh, be really fun. Um, I honestly am fully. I, I used to not be. I used to just think it was a you know kind of a saber rattling BS thing. But you know what? The more I listen to the man talk, and the more I see how he acts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got some pretty pretty. Like large mental deficits. Like it, it really does seem like he's either suffering from dementia or some kind of cheese brain analogy that Carl keeps making. <laughs> it's just true. Okay, he's got he's got the cafefe brain. Okay? I mean <laughs> I I I just I, I think, you know, we look back on I mean, I don't certain liberals and leftists look back on Reagan's presidency and be like, Oh man, Nancy was running that thing for <laughs> A while, and I think is that is huh? that we're gonna have Melania pulling the strings? For oh yeah, the next three years. Oh yeah, no, it's no be great. Baron, clearly oh, no. got him, <laughs> okay, Baron. That's good. I like. I'm glad then. But the country, um, the country's in good hands. I mean, he's got executive access to executive fidget spinners, and I don't think <laughs> you understand the kind of fidget spinning he can do at this point. They're actually going to turn the nuclear football into a nuclear fidget spinner. Uh, Kid president, I'm down. <laughs> um, okay, but, <laughs> we can make um, the jump right. from reality TV show president to, to movie president. Like, that's, <laughs> why not? Um, I guess for, for what I think would be the biggest, I'd have to go with uh, probably the uh, hurricanes, not because it was any, like, major impactful policy decision, but just because I think this is... A grim foreshadowing of what the next hundred years are going to be like. Just ceaseless, massive storms. But it, it, it's good because that 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 like the other thing that I've really wrestled, like the other one I really wrestle with, is like I think um, privatizing the space race has been like really really awful because like the like NASA did so much like we we pulled so much technology from NASA like that we use all the time and like Elon Musk that going to yeah Elon Musk going to Mars and planting his personal flag like it's just going to be great Driving when we his, taking his cherry red Tesla Roadster <laughs> with Space Odyssey blaring all the way there because it's cool and that's 
the most important thing that you can do with money is spend it on stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, just do cool things with it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah exactly. It's going to be, we're, we're going to have this completely uninhabitable world with, you know, just superstorms constantly and Baron and his fidget spinner running everything and... And we're all going to be like, all right, we have to escape. And Elon is just going to be like, though, I need a billion dollar down payment. I don't actually know what his accent sounds like. I don't even know if he has an accent. He looks like an alien, so I assume he has an accent. He's just the same smooth, genital, featureless Silicon Valley nerd that runs every big company there. He might he might sound kind of like a Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, I fucking love science kind of guy. Where he's like, oh, actually... Uh, oh, God. Pluto is too small to be a planet. Ah. You didn't have enough noises between the C and the T on that actually. It's actually... It's a actually. Thing. actually. It's really awful. I don't know awful. if you saw him on Twitter go off on like public transit, but apparently everyone's like laying into him for that because they're like, all right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's like, this is radically more efficient than your spaceship blowing up over L.A., you fucking dick. It's like, everyone should have self-driving cars, because if you take public transit, you have to see other humans, and it sucks. Okay, but those are, that's like... That's, that's really why he wants to go to Mars, is so he can hyperloop himself around the planet on his own, like Dr. Manhattan. And only the rich will be there, and no, none of the ugly poors to be, you know, poor around. Him. No, no, no. <laughs> they will be able to genetically engineer beautiful pores, and because they're genetically engineered clones, they won't have any rights, so he can just, you know, do whatever he wants to okay. them. Okay, <laughs> but let's be honest. What we saw with the Republican tax bill is that we don't want beautifully engineered, gene beautifully genetically engineered pores because that would involve spending money. <laughs> This is true. This and is the true. fundamental goals of the rich people in the United States is to take all the fucking money you can from every poor person and to just piss it away on spaceships and yachts made of gold and like climate bunkers and Peter Thiel like trying to be in the closet. <laughs> so if we end up with a Mars society, are they going to take human pores because they want to see poor people suffering, or are they just going to build their own replicants because they can treat them even worse than they do the poor here? I, that's I think, really, that's a tough... No, I think it's, I think it's easy. They're not going to bring human pores from Earth. That's no. But then, but then how are they going to know they're rich? They're going to be like, wait, we're all They're going to explain here. it to them. They Who might put I a mark mean? on their forehead, or like give them all purple eyes or something, or make them like all four foot five or something, but like, there'll be a, like, a, like, I mean, it's not like racism's gonna stop. They'll just institutionalize it even better. It'll like, be like the Hunger Games, time. except on Mars. <laughs> they'll just all have screens that go to Earth so they can see <laughs> poverty on a different planet. <laughs> they'll have like Wi-Fi drones fly, like drones flying around, like showing images of the cores, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes. And then the, the drones will have like a urine sack on it, like pee on the homeless. I actually you know. keep sending that to Black Mirror, and they still won't make an episode about it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, season 4 finally came out. I'm not willing to watch it yet. I'm too happy. So, okay, I don't know if you I guys... Know, right? I don't know if you guys uh, read Donald Trump's tweets as much as I do, but uh, there was one yesterday that I really want to hit for my... He... Like, we were going to look back and be like, wow, we should really have some mental fitness for these people. 
Why is the United States Post Office, which is losing many billions of dollars a year, while charging Amazon and others so little to deliver their packages, making Amazon richer and the Post Office dumber and poorer, should be charging much more? Well, those aren't sentences. Like, what? neither of those are sentences. How did that... <laughs> Yeah, how did that question end? <laughs> it didn't, it didn't. Why. <laughs> it didn't end. So wait, is his problem that the post office isn't profitable enough? His problem Apparently. is <laughs> that why is the U.S. post office the post office why dumber and poorer? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I guess, like, I even try Just and engage, like... the post like, office a bunch of cucks. Yeah, like, I try and engage with it, like... <laughs> Even if you try and like break it down, like what is he actually saying? Like, okay, U.S. Post Office is losing a lot of money. Well, is it the goal of government to make money? And then he's like, while charging Amazon and others so little to deliver their packages, but you don't. We did. You pay people to deliver the. What are you trying? Do you want to making Amazon richer? I, I thought you were a capitalist. Money from Amazon, I'm on board with. Like yeah, but That's like I am too. But like I don't think the I don't think. Donald Trump's on board with it. Like, I don't think he thinks this through all the way. And then, yeah, should be charging much more. Like, does he understand that, like, that would, like, ruin everything for everybody? <laughs> like, if you had to pay $13 well, okay. to send a letter. <laughs> I think I think it's fair, though, to Donald Trump that he's saying it needs to make more money because if there's any president that, that has been elected on the whole, like, bullshit idea that businessmen would make good government officials, it is the guy who's only ever been a businessman. And then as a government official, yeah. they're like, okay, okay, I kind of get it. And I also get the, the, why isn't there a question here? Because he, when has he made sense? When has he ever made sense the whole time? <laughs> like, I want to know the day he made sense. Where, and it wasn't an accident where we can't point at it and be like, ah, oh, yes, Donald Trump, you're smart. Instead of like, ah, oh, yes, Donald Trump, you read the New York Times headlines and repeated them back to me. I'll <laughs> give you one. I'll give you one that, yeah. that says he's, he is intelligent. In the East, which, like, I love that he says in the East, because in my head, I'm like, China? But I know... Celestials. Yeah, I, I know that for him, <laughs> he means, yeah, I, I, he means the Yankees. In the East, it could be the coldest New Year's Eve on record. Perhaps we could use a little bit of that good old global warming that our country, but not other countries, was going to pay trillions of dollars to protect against. Bundle up. That last part, that bundle up, that proves to me that he doesn't know anything. Like, he's never even put a jacket on. Like, he's had someone put his jacket on for him since he was, like, three years old. This was the guy who stared at the eclipse while it was happening. <laughs> but can I say something about this? Can I say something very important about this? This shows the importance of Senator Germanly Burmley Inhofe because he invented saying, it's cold where I am, that means global warming isn't real. No, he, <laughs> he said, I have snow, prove to me that snow doesn't exist. Yeah, Inhofe was the guy who threw the snowball on the floor of Congress, saying that global warming isn't real because snow has happened before. <laughs> to be fair though, uh, Senator uh, Bambley Rambley Inhofe actually got paid a couple billion dollars from the oil industry to do that as a senator, whereas Donald Trump does that because... Uh, he has never been outside when it was not within a certain temperature range because they just put him in air-conditioned shit, I think. I, I assume that's true. <laughs> he, he just sounds like, who's that guy in Deadwood? The drunk guy? And, like, he kills Seth Bullock's kid with his horse and he's kind of racist. You know that guy? I can't think of his name. But that's who Donald Trump is as, as, a, as an actual president. 
that's who he is. Is he's just a drunk guy in a western that got turned into president. <laughs> I mean, I like that he just clearly doesn't understand climate change, and instead of being quiet about it, he just yells about how he doesn't understand climate change. It's not real. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have all these things to say about Inhofe, but like at least Inhofe was from Oklahoma, and so we could be like, okay, yeah, we've got some backwater folks here, and he's pandering to the oil companies and blah blah blah. With yeah, with DT, it's just like, well, it's the president, and he, also he is <laughs> he is President Steve Brule, though. Like, I think that's actually true. <laughs> like, at some point, he's going to say to another world leader, President, President. Uh, do you like the shrimp trip at Mar-a-Lago? It's my golf home, and I play golf here in winter at my White House winter. He already did that. I mean, finally be forced to recognize it when Mar-a-Lago's underwater. No, he's gonna actually build a wall around Mar-a-Lago to keep the water out. Elon Musk is gonna build a wall. <laughs> build a giant biodome. No, remember, Elon Musk is cool because Elon Musk was like. Hey, President, after Charlottesville, I don't like that you said maybe the left is the problem instead of the literal Nazis. <laughs> Good job, Elon Musk. Way to show a backbone by saying, say Nazis are bad. That was a tough, tough bar to clear in 2017. <laughs> Nothing is a tough bar to clear in 2017. We are, we are, yeah, we are in the, like... <laughs> I love whenever I hear anyone being like, oh, 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 oh things are going to get worse. I'm like, nope, they are. <laughs> it's like, we're here. turned it around because 50.6% of Alabama didn't vote for a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. We have, okay, but we have a great strategy now. As long as Republicans run pedophiles, we can barely win. <laughs> Which, to be fair, they might do, but, I mean... Uh, to be fair, we thought that would work with Hillary, but... <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I wouldn't bank on it. That's... <laughs> to be fair, running a pedophile against uh, um, a literal slave owner... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not great, but at the same time... It just... Uh, <laughs> it didn't work. I, that's the thing with Moore, though. He was the worst human being. Plus a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, on top, that, that was like the cherry on top, his pedophile. Yeah. yeah, that was an addition to him being like <laughs> the most racist person. And that wasn't even the thing that did it. I mean, really, what did it is that black women turned out and they voted 98% for, for uh, whatever, Doug Jones. Yeah. Who, who is that, also that the Democrats don't learn anything for that in their 2018 elections and instead are like, we should move to the center. I bet if we compromise, then the Republicans will respect us. In 2020, what they're actually, what the official Democratic slogan is going to be is maybe racism isn't too bad, but only a little bit. <laughs> I, I actually believe that and I laugh because I, it's very sad. I mean, yeah, it is, it is very, very sad. And I just, like, I don't know. So much of Trump's presidency is just, for me, like, it, it, it's all the things that I hated about the George W. Bush presidency, except they're all happening, like, 
like the first three years of, of Bush's presidency, he was like freaking out and running around and pointing at people. And he got reelected doing nine eleven. Yeah, and he got like reelected because like <laughs> uh, he got reelected because, because of the middle got, of the war and he got to literally print lies <laughs> to go to war in Iraq. Yeah, also, and like everyone ever was. Every journalist was super on board with Iraq. So. Every every journalist was like, "Oh, you know, the only way I can actually come is if we bomb brown children to death, and I get to report on." It's literally the only way I can have. Yeah, the thing that but scares like, me more than anything is the possibility of any sort of like significant terror attack happening on U.S. soil because under a Trump presidency, you better bet that's going to be even worse. Than oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll just we'll just go straight into. I mean, like it won't even be a moment. It'll, 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 we will go straight to Gulag. It'll be straight to like military coup takeover of him just like, oh, yeah. all right, well, we have here. to put pictures of Donald Trump on every like street corner so that the terrorists know who's coming for him. Like, that's the other part. Like, well, his, his Twitter feed reads like that. I mean, like, what I, I was just looking at one, um, where it was like, yeah, he's like retweeting ISIS getting slaughtered. Square miles liberated from ISIS. Trump, 26,000. Obama, 13,000. Total square miles held by ISIS. Trump, 1,900. Obama, 17,500. Estimated number of total ISIS fighters. Wait, Trump, 1,000. Obama, 35,000. Number of people freed. Trump, 5.3 million. Obama, 2.4 million. What does that have to do with like, like the coalition effort in the area and like the Syrian civil war ending and like... Um, Adam, pause. Number one, the reason that happened, as we all know, is because Putin and Trump worked together to destroy America by defeating ISIS as a team and destroy our constitution. Uh, number one. I don't. <laughs> number two, also, it's just, it's just so stupid. I mean, what you're saying is totally correct. It, it's meaningless. Okay. What what that tweet doesn't include is that ISIS didn't exist as a meaningful political entity until Obama's second term. <laughs> Not to mention any meaningful like front against ISIS has not been done by the United States. Yeah, Bashar al Assad has. Well, okay. To be fair, we did like bomb Kurds a little bit less than we normally would when we helped them take Raqqa back. But okay, I mean. But I want to say this, though. This is important because this is one of the, like, 50 other stories we have for this year is that ISIS has disappeared because 2017 has been such a blockbuster of a year. And ISIS has gone from having, like, actual ground control to having literally nothing. They, they don't have anything. They have, like, Oh, give them two desert. months. They'll figure it out. No, because Bashar, the... the They're plucky young lads, <laughs> I just, oh, I have no hope. In the 80s. I have no hope when, like, <laughs> the way we measure that metric isn't like, oh, lasting peace and, like, you know, rejuvenating um, infrastructure systems. We stabilized. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah it's, like, it's, like, it's like, oh, no, we killed a bunch of people and we freed a bunch of other people, but they're not allowed to be refugees anywhere or go anywhere else. They have to stay in their country that has nothing in it and just play with the dirt. And, like... The, no, the power vacuum that exists there. They used to have stuff in it. And yeah. it's destroyed because we invaded it since George W. Bush was angry that his dad got beat up by Saddam. Yeah, but bombing the Middle East is like one of our last non-bipartisan issues. Yeah. It's the last thing that both parties can agree <laughs> yeah. on. Everybody's like, okay, those Yemeni children do need to die. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, I mean, even, even, I mean, 
how how is Raytheon gonna pull and Boeing gonna pull their seven and a half billion dollar paydays every three weeks if we don't drop massive Moabs on fourteen year olds? I just don't like if we don't blow up schools. Who? Uh, pause, Adam. Pause, Adam. They're over. They're over twelve enemy combatants. Okay. <laughs> we spend more on bombs to kill three goat farmers in a country halfway across the world than any Democrat or Republican would ever be willing to spend on a school. <laughs> we spend more on a jet plane that doesn't work than we would need to spend on healthcare for multiple years if we wanted to give everybody platinum plans for free. So we can, like, cut our military budget by a quarter and you can get every Bernie Sanders, like, radical policy that's supposedly <clears throat> too insane to ever happen done in no time. <laughs> Well, yeah, but free college, free healthcare, all of that. But then, how how would the Raytheon executives be able to afford, you know, <laughs> or how would someone like Elon Musk, who assuredly has a portfolio that includes these companies, be able to afford blowing up a fucking spaceship above Los Angeles? Yeah, that's true. Let's remember the just, important thing. We do need to spend a trillion dollars building a fleet of F-35s, but the pilots don't even like. <laughs> Yeah, that are going to be obsolete soon because they have all this stealth shit and everyone knows that as long as it, it, it's not going to work forever. But no, we should dump money in We should dump money in that instead of, you know, education. Well, on that Yay. note of uh, terrible Middle Eastern policy, uh, looks like Israel has a new capital. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I don't even... I don't even... I don't even have anything to say. Um, just, just, just drop the... Drop the bombs. Just get it over with. Let's start this thing. I'm so sick of it. I just want... I want the destabilization from Massive War because I don't know that there's anything that can save us. We're just all accelerationists. Is that where we're going with it? I don't know if there's an option anymore other than accelerationism. Like, how are you going to think that the world can be good after 2017? That's, like... It's not even a position to be an accelerationist anymore. It is just things are getting worse at the fastest possible rate. <laughs> Susan Sarandon was right. She was like, yeah, I do want Trump instead of Hillary because it's going to go to shit so hard that people are going to have to be like, oh, fuck, it's shit now and we need to make it better instead of just like... There, people still die from not being able to afford insulin. There, there was yeah, like... That's another thing. Like, how much of this stuff would have gone on under Hillary anyway? Like, yeah, you... She wouldn't have made a big deal of like making a dumbass thing like Jerusalem the capital, but she still would have dropped bombs on Syria and Palestine. Yeah. Like, of course. So on 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 my still Donald Trump's head is made of stinky stinky cheese. The Christmas Eve. People are proud to be saying Merry Christmas again. I am proud to have led the charge against the assault of our cherished and beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas. Wait, did I? I don't know. Oh, no, I didn't tweet that. Oh, fuck. I forgot. I was thinking about doing it. I didn't tweet it because it, it, it was a bit too edgy for the uh, for the official account. But there was something I shared on Facebook where it was like, join the war on Christmas. And it was some, like, Soviet propaganda. Yeah, I post. saw. <laughs> I, I you know what? Here in Europe, where there's no freedom and you can't say what you want, if you say Merry Christmas, they put you in gulag. Yeah. True facts. I mean. <laughs> They're actually coming right now. They're going to break down the door in, like, five minutes, guys. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Well, that's good. I mean, we've been saying for a while that you need to be in jail. It's true. They they should have finished the job in uh, Prague. 
Uh, maybe. Uh, uh. But yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, I might not have any health care and I can't afford my bills because of their terrible tax plan, but I can say Merry Christmas again, and that's all I want. I do love, though, how, like, the subtext of this, like, we could say Merry Christmas again is that black people aren't Christian or something. Yeah, because, like, I'm, the whole point is that during Barack that, Obama's Christmas, we couldn't say Merry Christmas. I'm glad that Donald Trump reversed the law that made everyone say Merry Muslim on this <laughs> They made you say Merry Ramadan, Death to America, uh, Hail Satan. But like, there's a part of it Let too me that not like eat dog on Christmas anymore. <laughs> there's a part of it that just frustrates the hell out of me. It's because it's like it's it's this idea of like cultural war that like he espouses. Uh oh, hold on. Yeah, dogs are in on the cultural dinner. war. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like this, there's this idea of like cultural war that he espouses, and like it's so like detrimental to like so many different, not just like. It's just to remember everything because it's just not true, and like I don't know. That's just, a hallmark of fascism, though, being the yeah. group and still saying that you're under attack all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I think also in in a certain sense, it's representative of the fact that, and I actually I, I read a really good piece I shared on my own page that I'll, I'll put in the notes for the show about how it's like all these journalists are writing these long forms about uh, rural white Trump voters, right? And and. And he linked to one of them that was about people in Tulsa. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to read that. And you read it, and it's like, oh, the reason these people give a shit about this is because they don't get fucking shit from either party. Mm -hmm. It's just remnants of New Deal programs left to give them scraps. Or right? more likely, it's not the rural white Trump voters. It's the suburban-ass white Trump voters. Well, yeah, that's, that's the real thing. Uncomfortable no matter what policies are happening, so all they have is petty grievances. But but the I I mean it's the petty grievances, but then it's for the other people too that shouldn't be voting, whose material interests are opposed to the Republican policy agenda. That are like, well, yeah, of course I take the cultural shit because the Democrats run on roughly the same economic policy. Yeah, affect their day to day lives, and so it's like, okay, yeah, of course I'm fucking mad about this Christmas shit because I don't have anywhere to put all the rage at the fact that I'm gonna that I I'm gonna die of not being able to afford insulin. Yeah. Are there really that many people who are angry about, like, did anyone ever feel like they weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas? Yes. Right? No, I, I've <laughs> been on my Facebook. I have been on my Facebook, and it is a nightmare. Let me tell you, like, I don't know that these people have ever been, in, like, I don't know that they've ever encountered anyone like this, but I think they just, like, they drive down the highway, and they see Happy Holidays, and instead of thinking, like, oh, that's, like, a person who's, like, you know, espousing a secular message, which, like, Christmas, like, I get, like, but, like, a hardcore Christian is going to tell you that, like, Christmas isn't a Christian holiday. Like, it's the winter solstice. It's No, that's Jehovah's Witnesses, and those aren't Christians, okay? They go to hell. If they're not Catholic, they're not Christian, Adam. Okay. Okay? Well, if they don't recognize the primacy of the, of the Pope, they're not Christian, okay? This is not no entirely false. <laughs> but, like... I wouldn't know it, it, about that. I'm a branch Davidian, and they don't let us learn about other religions. <laughs> oh. No, you just have to drink the Kool-Aid then, I thought. No, no, he's... The, the branch Davidians were ready for the end. They had machine guns. They weren't drinking any Kool-Aid. Uh, the, they were ready. Well, I think... I, I want to say something, yeah, though, about this. Bring it on. These, like, Merry Christmas people, there, there are two important things everyone should know about this, right? Is that, one, they're the people who yell Merry Christmas at you. 
Like offensively, yeah. they're like, well, you can't say Merry Christmas in this country anymore. And then they have like a mini stroke and part of their brain dies, right? Because they're all over age and they all eat way too much. Um, they live very unhealthy lifestyles because they're the kind of people that think like driving in your car is good for you. And so they live in the shittiest suburb possible. Um, but they like, they're also the ones who yell at the loudest. So it's, it, yes, Broken Arrow, South Pole, anywhere south of, of I-44, that's where you live, okay? Also, Nick Vandervoort, if you're listening to the show, you're now one of those people. I know where you live, you son of a bitch. Um, but <laughs> the, those are those people, right? And they just scream it all the time because they think you can't say it culturally anymore, and they just want to offend people. But they're also the same people that espouse the exact reason why Happy Holidays is, is all the message now, because businesses want to be inclusive to make fucking money. So they, these, like, super capitalist dickholes, and then, and then they get mad that advertising is shifting to represent... Uh, are, the consumers that they want and it's it's just it's so hypocritical that they do that this at the same that time was, uh, didn't get much attention it was just uh like trump's tweet about you can say merry christmas again but then it had a picture of two tweets from 2013 one from barack obama saying merry christmas to everyone and then one from donald trump telling everyone to have a happy holidays <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god but like so much of it too is it, it, it is that for so long, there was this protected class of white men who got to go and do whatever they wanted and be whoever they wanted because women and minorities were totally excluded from the, like, socially economic makeup of this country. And, like, as the civil rights movement, like, these people push against it because, like, whenever, like, they're, like you know, having to work and, and not, like, getting the easy path that their, like, grandfathers did because they were white men, like, they, now they see that, like, oh, I work and my paycheck is get taxes out of it, same as, like, a oh, black guy, and, like, that's not fair, and, like, they want to blame it on some, like, cultural thing that's going on, rather than, like, like that they're destroying Christmas or whatever, but, like, rather than, like, actually looking at the policy and being like, no, you're being screwed over by rich dudes. They've never been negatively impacted by a policy before, and they don't know, they don't understand that that's even a thing that's possible. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I think for, I think for some of them, too, it's that they've been told this whole time that, like, oh, if you make enough money and you're rich and so on, then people are going to have to respect you, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden their kids are like, actually, you're just kind of bad. Maybe try and be a good person. They're like, <laughs> and of course they think they're right, and so then they get all fucking mad because it, it it is petty grievances for some of them. For somebody like Donald Trump, he has literally nothing to complain about. But people are like, "You're a stinky fucking windbag. Get out of my face!" And he's like, "Well, I'm a successful businessman. That's how. Why don't people like me?" Successful and, and is is a really thing. relative term for him too, because I mean, like he literally well, just he cheated, lied, he's and broke laws. Yeah. Like, like the standards we, we have for determining that are that he's rich. And so he's like some used car dealer who, like, just sells people cars that got damaged in hurricane floods. And then is like, aha, I'm a good businessman. And it's like, no, you're just a shitty scam artist. And then your kids don't like you because you're a piece of shit. And then you're mad because you still have a bunch of money and people don't respect you. Mm -hmm. And so everyone you're just like... angry racist grandpa. It's just like, yeah. Everyone's just like, ah, fuck, I don't want to go to his house for the holidays. He's going to, like, complain about the black family that just moved in. 
and is doing nice things is like putting up a nice holiday display and like having like you know a little thing for like kids to walk through or something like you know like like it just blows me away when it's like like you see like you talk about the happy holidays thing it just makes me so mad because it's literally all it is is a secular message all you're saying is like hey this is the time of year people like to celebrate have a good time and like they see that and it's like literally they drive by and it's like oh wow someone went through the 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 terrible nightmare of putting lights on a home like or paying someone to put lights on a home which is a lot more probable it's like oh yeah that's nice and they have happy holidays out front instead of merry christmas they're like oh this is an attack this must be that cultural marxism they always talk about and it's like dude no you are <laughs> looking for the boogeyman because you're the boogeyman you know when they say like uh there's always an asshole in a group of people and if you don't know who that asshole is it's probably you and like that is what's going on with like a massive segment of this population Adam. Adam, you know that you know that Simpsons meme where it's like, is it I who am the asshole or something? Yeah. No, it must be the brown people who are wrong. That's yeah. literally actually what they see in their head. Yeah, no, I they know. They don't understand that it's ironic. They they just don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that Trump's president and we can say Happy New Year again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we get to celebrate Toyota Thon again. You know. I'm ready for Rock Number. October. We can find. I, I'm glad that I I I well, I want to actually go back to the Obama years when we got to celebrate um, only gay sex allowed month and everybody had to suck the penis of the Karl Marx statue that he erected in Washington D.C. on top of the Lincoln Memorial. I miss that holiday if I'm being honest. I want to go back to that. Yeah, back when we all had to join Hezbollah. <laughs> part of we all Obama's. <laughs> That's the only way to get Obamacare is to join Hezbollah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. They have better plan than nobody. <laughs> oh my god. We all had to sign up for Hezbollah, convert to gayness, and then kill ourselves for being gay because we're on Hezbollah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, sounds like Obamacare. <laughs> I remember when I signed up for Obamacare and I had to let a black transgender woman fuck my butt. I remember it. That was it was just there. It's not even I, in fine print. I've got a tweet. My old people reading glasses on. I've got a tweet from Donald Trump on the twenty second of December, Carl, that is directly in reference to you having to be violated by an Asian pansexual. Remember, the most hated part of Obamacare is the individual mandate, which is being terminated under our tech just signed tax cut bill. So, you know what, Carl? You don't even have you 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 had this terrible experience with a, a Latinx deosexual, and what ended up happening is that you know what you don't even have the right to get help anymore. So too bad. Now I can choose to die of not having healthcare. <laughs> or or. You uh, can be like that father in whatever city it was in the U.S. that got his son's kidney medicine stole off his porch, and uh, because we're not paying the post office enough money, apparently, and uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm basically ready to do anything to save my son." Well, you know, uh, I think it's really I'm cool. just it's really cool that we live in a country where coming up fifty dollars short on your GoFundMe. Can literally kill you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really happy that we as a country have gotten to the point where we hate the concept of insurance (laughs) because it involves paying for other people. Yeah. At any point in the process. I'm very happy that we've reached that point of individualism where if it benefits me and is cheaper, it's bad because it helps other people. 
Exactly. I'm really into that moment. I'm so glad that that is literally the position of half of our country. It's, it's good stuff. Oh, man. All right, well, you boys ready to move on and discuss a little bit of uh, Oklahoma <clears throat> news for the week? Oh, yeah. Yes. We, I kind of uh, thought that we had, we had two big stories in Oklahoma this year. Uh, and I kind of want to break them down a bit for everybody. Uh, we've talked about them a lot, but I think they're important. And so we're yeah. calling. Uh, There's uh, some sort of uh, special session going on in our state. Literally, there's been two. Did you hear about this, folks? Uh, did, you, did you hear about this uh, special session? Uh, hot on the uh, Red Star of uh, Oklahoma radio line. Uh, special session this year. Um, um, yeah, it's actually Trump's mean nickname for uh, Jeff Sessions. <laughs> special sessions. That, that's good. We should we should like start. I might start. I should like tweet that at him. It's actually it's actually differently abled sessions now. Please, I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and say that you just need to stop saying special. It implies um, a kind of ableism that we're not about here at uh, Red Star. Okay, that's actually true. That's actually true. That's important to say. Um, <clears throat> but special sessions have, have have two of them, folks. Two of them. One year. One year. There, I, I did not expect that Governor Mary Fallon would get my praise on this show multiple times this year, everybody. I want to say that. that. That is, I've spent my whole life saying Governor Mary Fallon, and I have praised her multiple times on the show. I know, it's all This, this is insane. It's very scary. Um, it shows that we're a good state. It, it shows that we elected a competent governor who understands that you have to fund programs. Yeah. Which is like groundbreaking on some level for me that that we're praising this hateful woman who is one of the worst governors in America for being like, actually, I'm from the party that says we should pay our bills because her members, the members of her party refuse to do that basic stuff. And it's just it's it's absolutely insane, guys. So. Uh, like, you remember, I'm pretty sure it was the Democrats fault for not voting in cigarette tax. <laughs> yeah, if if the Democrats had just uh, abandoned all their values so that Republicans could tax poor people more, <laughs> which I have to say, I gotta give it to to Oklahoma Democrats for actually doing it. But but more importantly, on that note, on the cigarette tax, the craziest part about it is that the cigarette fee that they ruled the tax as unconstitutional was passed in a time frame that was already unconstitutional, right? So we didn't just get the special session because it was like, no, this is just a fucking tax, you guys. That was one of the three reasons they gave for putting us in the special session. One of the reasons was you all have to wait a week before you stop being in session for a tax bill, for a bill to come into law. And they couldn't even do that. I don't know why you're, what you're expecting them to do. Do their job, like, do more, do less, Carl. You just can't be pleased. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just like, you all... Not a lot of people read the Oklahoma Constitution, okay? I've never I've never touched the thing. Yeah, it's I, awful, don't worry. They're you're lawmakers. Not, you're not the Rand Paul of Oklahoma. <laughs> State Constitution. But Rand Paul wouldn't have voted for it. Rand Paul would have said, uh, I'm sorry, I oppose all tax increases on basis of I don't want to pay. No, Rand Paul would have said, let me go fight my neighbor over mowing. 
and then he would have gotten his ass whooped. All right, actually, that was the most important story of 2017. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> the one when he, uh, as somebody, Rand Paul is somebody who's always like, I need to be able to have my guns to shoot at the government. When someone actually, literally shot at him in real life, apparently screamed like a baby and cried, and then two got beat up by his neighbor over lawn care. <laughs> Those are the biggest stories of 2018. 2017. I just love um, that Rand Paul is getting the Ayn Rand comeuppance that he so deserves in that, like, every time, like, a situation happens where, like, he could really use, like, you know, strict zoning laws or, like, you know, uh, a police force to come out and, like, help him. He's just, like, on his own with wet, with a wet pamper, just, like, with his hands in the air, like, don't shoot, don't shoot, get off my lawn! goes out the same way Ayn Rand did uh, on welfare in public housing. <laughs> Dies there. Actually, what's going to happen to a uh, uh, Speaker of the House, Charles McCall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, a special session. Um, these two. Remember, it's the, two. The we two had special an, session. Yeah. We, we had the eight-week-long one where they basically got nothing done. And then they had the one week long one where they were like, okay, Mary Fallon, we will at least give a little bit of funding to the health agency so that old people don't fucking die. That's all they were able to get done, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they said no to a lot of things. They said no new raises for teachers. They said uh, there's no new raises for state employees. Uh, they said that there's no more money for health agencies because, I mean, they're running on like essentially like an emergency budget. Which means that, like, they still have to fund it for the year. Like, they only approve spending until the next budget, which, like, yeah, it's kind of how that works, but, like, at the same time, like... No, and there, and there's still... All, all the healthcare agencies that uh, Mary Fallon continued giving funding to after she vetoed everything but five provisions of the, the, the budget bill passed in the first special session, they still are missing... A significant portion of their budget. Yeah. And they might have to go back into special session before February 5th when they call in the next session to keep them funded. Yeah. That might happen again. It should be fun. They're taking away the ability to give raises to state employees and teachers, which, like, I mean, our education system is already one of the worst in the country. And any, yeah, some... good, any good teacher who, like, has the means to is gonna move to Texas because they pay so much better than any of them. Well, and also the same people that are like, maybe we shouldn't fund teaching because it would involve taxing oil at ending tax breaks for oil companies that we gave them. Right? All they want is like only private schools. Well, yeah, that that's be, all they want. But that but would the be thing, their ideal. just like the thing with before when it's that I said before about these shitbag suburbanites who who say oh companies shouldn't say happy holidays uh but they're also like hugely into capitalism these politicians are like capitalism is the best like individuals should make rational economic choices and precisely what you're saying is that individuals should make the rational economic choices teachers to get the fuck out of oklahoma yeah which no, is I mean, a good idea like pro props to any teacher of competence in oklahoma because we need it god knows we need it mm -hmm. but like, logically, why would you when Texas pays so much better when almost every surrounding state? There are states up? There are states you can move to where you take a $10,000 pay raise just by moving there. Yeah. Literally the only thing you do. You just move there and get a teacher job. $10,000 average hire. Yeah. That's 
that's insane. Yeah. So the the two special sessions have done nothing to fix it. Yeah, if we're gonna let oil companies come into our state and like frack us into a slurry underneath our feet, then we should be taxing the ever-loving shit out of them to. Uh, no, 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 no. Regulation. As regulation is the problem, okay? If we regulate these industries, they're not going to bring that business into Oklahoma, okay? We don't have a resource that's like, physically gonna, located they're here. They're not going to all set up in Texas and drink our milkshake from a thousand miles away. <laughs> they have to come here to get the oil. It's under our ground. No, that's not that's not how resource distribution works. It's not how resource distribution works. The companies won't come here. It's not their fault. As they want, and they still have to come to get the oil, like... I don't get why we keep giving them cuts. The oil isn't in other places. It's not and they, it's like and the they, only resource industry that we have. The only thing that companies have to be in Oklahoma to get. And we're just like, yeah, we should let them do it for free. It's one of those things. No, we should like, subsidize them. This is... Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we should, should subsidize them. But it's one of those things where they... It's not only that we, we can tax them as high as we want because most of the oil... This is not true for, like, small... And mid-sized companies, but for the big companies in Oklahoma, which are relatively big companies in the oil business, or, you know, almost all the money you have as a company to operate on are futures based on you getting that oil out of the ground. So we can tax you literally as much as we fucking want for production in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Because you have to get that out of the ground to pay your debt. <laughs> or you're going to get sued for way more money than if you don't take it out of the ground. We can tax them whatever the fuck we want to. Regulation is the road to socialism. As, as an international commodity... Like, the price is utterly unrelated to tax burdens because no one in America controls the oil price. Literally yeah. no one. OPEC decides oil prices. We've known that since the 70s. And so they're going to produce, like, our taxes have no relation to how much they make. Fundamentally. Yeah, remember when everyone thought the president was in charge of gas prices? <laughs> Do you guys remember when everybody thought the president is the person who decides the legislative agenda? Because that's still today. People still think that. I am just... I'm sure there's still people who think that gas price Trump (laughs) changed the $2 to a $1 in front of all the signs. Gas prices were so high under Obama, I was... Check gas gas price history book. Sometimes paying a dollar ninety nine. Don Jr. and Eric Trump just have a laundry basket full of ones that they're taping up on top of all of the gas station signs. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like driving around a quick trip. I do love the idea of Don Jr. and Eric Trump as, like, the Aaron boys who are, like, trying to make the, like, faux reality fit what their dad is saying, and they're just, like, going to individuals' homes, and, like, every time they're saying, like, oh, Donald Trump has a 12% approval rating, they're just, like, holding up, like, an 85% over the screen. Except the best part is that Donald Trump is trying to get them to compete with each other so he can write them out of the will because he wants to fuck his daughter. (laughs) And out of the ashes of this burning family, like a phoenix, Baron Trump will rise. (laughs) Baron Trump. 2024. 2028. Baron Baron Trump is actually going to be the person to reunite Yugoslavia, okay? (laughs) <laughs> Baron Trump is oh <laughs> we're gonna get worker self-management via Baron Trump <laughs> quality Baron, Baron I got the first half of the Baron rant 
But anyway, oh. um, <laughs> shall we move on to the the second Oklahoma thing? For sure. Yeah. yeah the, the 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 second special thing we had this year: the special Ooh. sessions and the uh, special election. Differently um, abled elections. The differently abled elections. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> the, the reason I think it's really important to talk about this is because I think on the one hand, and I've seen some actual national news coverage about this, uh, but, but also just how like some people, how people seem to feel about it is something that I really don't trust. But also I think it's, it's really good in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we had seven special elections. I think it was five of them were caused by Republicans in the house, in the state house and Senate. Just being literal criminals, like. Well, pedophilia is still a crime in the Oklahoma, thankfully. (laughs) Okay, Ralph Shorty is the best one because Ralph Shorty passed a law that said if you get caught with an underage prostitute, you are a child trafficker, and then he got caught. (laughs) It was impressive. Which is terrible because he because there was an underage prostitute, and I think that's really important um, to say. But like, yeah, that's. That went relatively under the radar. Yeah, Nationally, and, and at least. I mean, it was like, a pretty big deal in Oklahoma. I, I, there was a lot of people talking about it, yeah, at least it in, Oklahoma. in Oklahoma. But yeah, also, nationally, uh, no one cared. Nobody, nobody drew the connection, the Roy Moore-Ralph Shorty connection, okay? Uh, Oklahoma invented every bad thing you will see nationally from Republicans. We did it first. Uh, we're number one at bad Republicans. I just want to say that. Um, True. But we we're like we we're like two years ahead of the rest of the country. Everyone was like, in terms Oklahoma of being backwards. Yeah, no. Oklahoma is such a backwards, unprogressive place. But it turns out we were the best predictor of the future. I was yeah, at and, a. And then, and then America's like, hold my beer. We can match that. Like we have some some guy I think in the house who like on like the like state Islamic like Muslim people are actual humans day or something, right? He like passed out a questionnaire asking like Muslim middle school students why they beat their wives um and like and it's like oh you're not gonna understand donald trump without that guy um, like like we we invented this um i was at a uh you know. i was at a uh, car wash place the other day and they were selling maga hats inside the car wash and i was like yeah that's gonna work <laughs> you know where i go to shop the for my apparel <laughs> i go to the fucking laundromat or the car wash <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that seems right, though, that, like, when the Trump voter takes their giant lifted truck to the car wash... Well, they're not going to wash it themselves. Would, that hat would trigger some Prius driving libs behind me. Better go roll some coal on them. God bless. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Roll oh, coal makes me want to vomit. <laughs> like, there's... Well, you have spent thousands of dollars making it so that your truck does nothing but just like waste more lips. gas. Yeah, It'd be more expensive <laughs> for you. Trigger lips. Yeah, but that—I mean—that if that's not the mindset of like right-wing America now, it doesn't—they don't care about hurting themselves. They don't care about shooting their, themselves in the foot as long as it makes the other side angry. Yeah, they are literally into cutting off their nose to spite their face. Yeah, no, most of these people are going to lose big with this tax bill, but they're like comfortable enough to be like, well, I mean, it's like, yeah, I think you said something about it being like chemo. It's like, yeah, it kills you, but it kills the other people faster. And that's like, what you want, fundamentally. Yeah. 
Yeah. Though I, though I think to get back to the the, 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 the special elections, what I, what I wanted to say is, right, we had seven this year. And everybody says, look at these four special elections. Democrats won them. It is a big deal. Democrats did win four of the seven. But that's like half. One more half, right? Um, I guess one and a half, half more than half. But don't do math, Carl. Neither of us. Um, no, no, this is not a math yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. Um, <clears throat> and so we we flip seats in Eastern Tulsa House District seventy five, Senate District forty four, and Southwestern OKC. Both of those on July eleventh. House District forty six in West and South Norman on September twelfth, and Senate District in West Tulsa on November fourteenth. Those are big deals, guys. Everybody in Oklahoma, it's a big deal. It's not a big deal because there are more Democrats um, elected. That's, I don't think that's why it's a big deal, because no, it's, almost... It's taking these seats that have been held for so long. Or just and, like... it's, and it's taking seats that, that, that were won by, like, huge margins. And, and yeah. they're normally getting won on razor-thin razor margins. Like, that uh, Senate District 37 was won by Allison Eichley Freeman, and it, it was won by, like, 31 votes or something. Um, another one was won by, like under a hundred votes um but what it says is that there there's good groundwork for democratic candidates happening in oklahoma that's what we should take from this that's important um and that matters because somewhere like senate district 37 uh somewhere like uh senate district 44 um those are poor places relative to the mean because some of these that we didn't win were like rich suburbs. We're never going to win the rich suburbs. We all know what that what happened to John Ossoff. It's idiotic to run for rich. That was literally Hillary Clinton's plan: run for rich suburbs and flip them. Never going to happen. Yeah. But if we run with good ground games, it's getting developed in these special elections in 2018. There, there's a good chance of getting more socialist people elected. Yeah, yeah. Or and I also, think that yeah. if I mean the results in Alabama show that Oklahoma politicians, if they want at least the Democrats, if they want to, like, get these bigger margins, they need to really start, you know, opening a dialogue with black voters and, like, get them to the polls, like, start doing policies that benefit them, actually acknowledging them in Oklahoma. And And I think, I think, I think the biggest, I think, I think, I think one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest things about that, too, is that when, I mean, when you're really looking at this, I mean, like, when you look at how the turnout is and how tight the turnout is, especially in Oklahoma, you can go, dude, we have such an amazing Latinx community here and we've got such a, you know, a growing um, black population here. I mean, like, what we can really do is say, you know what, let's just flip it on them. If you guys turn out, uh, you know, 100% of y'all's populations, you'll elect whoever you want every single time. You can just mandate it and run the board. And, like, I think that needs to be a big part of, like, the messaging that goes forward in this. Though I think it's important to say that that's only really true for for statewide elections, and that's yeah. so for 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 districts because those are gerrymandered. Yeah. Yo. But the, yeah. one of the big takeaways for me, um, and this is again a thing from Senate District Thirty Seven, just because it happens, and I, I I remember it the best, um, is that she ran on a very straightforward program of saying like, I don't give a shit about any of this culture shit. I don't give a shit about anything. You know, we need good health care for more rural Americans. Um. We need to take care of that. That's a problem. And uh, Senate District 37 is, you know, Red Fork, Sepulpa, Sand Springs. It's a it's a rural part of Tulsa. Anybody who drives across the Arkansas, heading towards Oklahoma, heading anywhere, knows that that that, that shit's rural as fuck. And she just yeah. ran on pure economic stuff. And and that's important because 
Allison Ackley Freeman, who won that race, is an open out lesbian with a wife, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's not that she wasn't she wasn't saying she wasn't trying to hide that. She was very like this is me, and I'm not going to lie There's, about that. And it was an election that was actually about policy and things that yeah. benefit your life, which she she shockingly, ran, it works. Yeah, she ran on policy, and that's the same thing that happened with the trans woman who was elected in, in Virginia. It, it, um, the, same with the uh, socialists that was also elected in Virginia. Yeah. I mean, a lot of and, and all of those in special elections, too. Um, and, and what counts about that is that these people ran on policy and had a ground and have ground had ground team. And Allison Ackley Freeman was involved in that House District 75 Eastern Tulsa race. And so we're seeing the development of groups of people that can get people elected. We, we shouldn't be worried about the fact that we got that many people elected, but just that, like, that's happening. Yeah. Um, Gun work is growing. I, yeah. And, well, that's, that's one thing that makes me feel very optimistic about at least socialism's future is they, they do best with local ground game stuff. Yeah. And I think that this year they've really like picked that up a lot. Especially, like I mean, I know DSA has been super good about getting a good ground game, canvassing. Um, but another thing is just with the whole mentality of Republicans, like all of their decisions being made on making Democrats angry or like against this other party. It's just this the this like politics of opponency with socialism even though it's further left than the democrats obviously the republicans don't see it as oh the other and are actually willing to hear out some policy things and just because it's not this other side they're fighting against they're actually like can acknowledge any policy coming from them at face value not in terms of some partisan us be them framework yeah, and I think that that speaks to going forward. What so much of this can be is that, um, you know, socialism in this sense is really like it is just a more efficient framework. It is a better understanding of like economic policy, and like more the, nuanced. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like at the end of the day, like. Paul Ryan was an obstructionist for eight years, and now he doesn't. I mean, like they can't. Pa- there's nothing to pass. There's, they can't do anything, and I think on a national level and on not, I mean, we're seeing it in Oklahoma because the state can't fund itself, and, you know, but, like, at a national level and at an Oklahoma level, like, the policies that they're espousing, like, they just, they don't go anywhere. There's no, there's nowhere left for them to go. What are they going to do, not fund the government again? It's like, who, who, who are you saving money for? Who, what, what are you preventing? If you're challenging Oklahoma that it's hit its bottom... Oh, I'm not. I'm not at all. (laughs) We can pull that off. Yeah. We haven't constricted labor from children or something. All right. Well, I think that... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to say is something about the numbers here, because it's also a tactical thing that I want everybody on the show to to listen to, right? And I, I did the math. Every election... Every special election, Democrats won. Less than 35% of the previous elections turn out for the seat. Two of them, less than 17%. So everybody, if you're listening and you're trying to organize, look at places where people aren't turning out and run a red goddamn socialist. Yeah, let's do this with some positive, like, looking bright into 2018. We've got a lot of elections coming up. We do. In terms. 
and that's the whole now. Oklahoma like, House is up for election. You yeah, know, that's they're all up for election, and they we can we can all, make it ch- like put their threaten their seats, put them at risk of losing their seats, and yeah. we can make them like, we can make a change. I mean, I mean that is I think I think that is one of the greatest things about democracies is that yeah, in that instance you can make a change and you can push to, you know, if we flipped enough seats, they have to address it because they won't be able to get yeah. the basic government the, the basic like even yeah. even if we flip you know a quarter of the seats, everyone else will be scared and be forced to listen because they know that their seats are in danger too. Well, and, and there's just like, little. I mean, there's just minutia that has to get done. I mean, there's there's. I mean, you know, the the, the funding of the budget is is a big one, but I mean, there's just other little stuff. There's zoning stuff. There's decisions on permits that aren't necessarily big political issues, but that they will have to engage and work with these socialists and realize one, they're not spooky dooky scary, and two. They're actually really intelligent and working hard to help other people. Yeah, that's also that's also a thing though. What you said about zoning and stuff, do it do it in local elections too. People don't oh, yeah. people vote top of the ballot and vote less the further down you go on the ballot. You know, if you feel like running for I don't know some small town city council or something, in Muskogee's or something, I don't know, do it. You know, yeah, let's get socialists elected in Oklahoma because the or second if you don't feel like. Running, just you know, go to your. Uh, there's not a whole lot of rural DSA chapters, but Tulsa and Oklahoma City, just go and do a day of canvassing. That could be all the difference since no one votes in these local elections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and encourage people if you don't feel comfortable and you know someone who might be, encourage them to do it. Because think of the national headline when, it, when a, a Democratic socialist got elected in Virginia. Now, think of that national headline when it's Oklahoma. Okay? No. The second Maybe it comes Oklahoma out, Oklahoma socialist again. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Serious. Make Mosa is is official party line of Red Star over Oklahoma. <laughs> it has been for a while. We just haven't said it yet. Um, <laughs> but the, think about that because if we manage to do that at the local level, get somebody who's an open socialist elected. What that will mean is that everywhere a socialist is running, anywhere in this country, they will get to say if a socialist gets fucking elected in Oklahoma. And you're gonna tell me I'm too far left to run for government? You can eat my fat clown's asshole and well, get out of my face. And yeah, that's like throughout the entire Trump election and everything. The same grievances that all these Trump voters have are the same grievances that the left has. Like they all have the same issues with how things are being run. I think a lot of these right-wing people in Oklahoma are really just like they have the same complaints. They want the same things fixed. But they just don't know that this is an option, or they just have never heard it framed in the language of like these people want to help you. Yeah, they've just like convincing these people that we're on their side and like have the same how our state is being run, how our country is being run as you do, is really important to get them to understand that hey, there's an option here that isn't the two shitty parties that you hate both of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree, and uh, I, think, I think that's about it for us for this week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, for uh, listening. Uh, if you want to check us out over at uh, Twitter, we're at Red Star Over OK. Carl will probably post some shitty memes up there every once in a while. Uh, the subreddit is our Red Star Over Oklahoma. We put all the uh, articles that we use. Uh, did we use any articles? I mean, we used a couple of OK Policy Institute articles this week, uh, and uh, I'm sure yeah. our social media manager, Carl, will get all that done. And 
If you want to give us a listen, listen over at SoundCloud and iTunes, same name. Any questions, comments, or complaints, um, you want to tell us how great it's been to have Steven on, you can send us an email at redstaroverok at gmail.com. Hey, tell your friends about us, if, guys. If, if, wait, 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 wait. If you want to complain that Parker didn't come on because he's a lazy bum who wouldn't wake up, you can also send us an email about that, and we will gladly tell him. But tell your friends, rate and review us on iTunes. That's so important, guys. It helps us move up this chart, and the more engaged uh, you guys are with us, the more engaged we can be with y'all. And the more we can do fun and engaging stuff about Oklahoma, Uh, we want to make this next year really great. Uh, We've really enjoyed um, this year as it's come through with all of this. It's been a learning experience and it's been so much fun to get to do this show with some of my best friends. And uh, I want to thank you guys for being on today. And I just say, hey, let's go 2018, baby. Yeah. Make Oklahoma socialist again. Let's do it. (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. All right.